today, um, continuing to proclaim the gospel. See you, Dominique. So we're down here to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ for a little while longer, the good news, the good news that I was reading from in Galatians earlier about Christ Jesus who gave himself for our sins. So that, he, so that He might rescue us from this present evil age. And folks, I was, I was asking the question, or really making the statement that everybody down here, you're either one who has been rescued by the grace of God, or one, or one who needs to be rescued. So we all need to be rescued. That's what salvation means. That's what the, when the Bible talks about the salvation of Jesus Christ, it's a, it's a rescue mission. That Christ Jesus came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to rescue us. To rescue us from our sins. Your personal sins. Not just the sins of the world, but your sins. Your sins against a holy God. Your individual sins. He came to rescue us. Why would we need to be rescued? Because God is holy. And as Ephesians chapter 2 says, we are... By nature, children of wrath, we are under the wrath of God. We are under the, the holy, perfect anger of God because of our sin. And so we need to be rescued. If you die in your sins, you will stand before this holy God. And so I'm just going to continue to read on in Galatians chapter 1. Paul wrote this letter <clears throat> to these churches in Galatia. And he's writing this letter. He says this in verse 6. He says, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting Him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. And so these are uh, people who Paul had preached to, people who had responded to the gospel of Jesus Christ through repentance and faith. They had come to faith in Christ. And now these false teachers are coming into these churches in Galatia and preaching to them a false gospel. They're preaching to them a false gospel, which Paul says, he calls a different gospel, which is not really another gospel. In other words, there's only one gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day. That's the Gospel. That's the good news 
of Christ. And if I was to read through this letter, Paul states time after time after time that a man is justified or made right with God through faith in Jesus Christ, apart from works. So that's the context of this letter. So he says, I'm amazed that you are so quickly deserting Him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. There's a lot of different gospels out here on the sidewalk at the bus station in Oklahoma City today. A lot of different gospels, which, which the Word of God says is really not another because there's only one gospel. But he says this, <coughs> Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. They want to distort the simplicity of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The simplicity that we are saved by the grace of God through faith alone, apart from works, in Christ alone. It says they want to distort the gospel of Christ and then this, nah, that's alright, man. I ain't gonna do that. So, so he says this. Paul says this, but even if we, he says, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. So Paul's gospel, first of all, he says it's from God. This gospel he preaches is from Jesus Christ. He did not get it from man. That's uh Okay, yeah, that's down a little ways. I'll go ahead and just keep reading. He says, But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. If somebody comes and preaches a gospel other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, he is to be damned to hell forever. That's the language. He says, as we have said before, Paul says it again. He says it again. As we have said before, so I say again, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you have received, he is to be accursed. He is to be damned to hell forever. He says, for, I am now, for am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? Or am I striving to please men? Like these false teachers are striving to please men. He said, if I were still trying to please men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And then he goes on to say this, For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. He said he did not receive this gospel from any man. And there's one way that you can always identify a gospel that is from man, and it always has this one thing in common, that we are saved, maybe they'll say, by what Jesus did on the cross, but there's always works added to it. You can always spot a false gospel, a gospel that it's from man, because it always adds works to grace. But Paul says in the same letter, knowing this, that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. He said no person 
will be justified. No person will be saved. No person will be declared righteous before God by works of the law, but only through faith in Jesus Christ alone. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ, folks. That Christ died for our sins. That He was buried, that He was raised on the third day. And our only hope of being made right with God is put in our faith in His perfect life and His substitutionary death where He paid our debt in full. And so we come to Him. We come to Him through repentance and faith. What does it mean to repent? Repentance is a, it begins with a change of mind, okay? That's what repentance means. That's what the word means. You cha it's a change of mind. You have a change of mind about how you're going to be justified before God. I'm no longer going to trust in my good works. I'm no longer going to trust in some religious system, but I'm going to place all of my trust in Christ. It's a change of mind. I'm not a good person like I thought I was. The Bible says there are none good. God is a holy God. God is not the man upstairs like I thought He was. He is a holy, righteous judge. So repentance begins with a change of mind about who we are and about who God is. Which we, And then repentance, it even gets down into the heart of a man, into the soul of a man, into the emotions of a man, where you begin to mourn over your sin. And it results in a turning away from sin and turning to Jesus Christ by faith. And so the Bible says God commands all people everywhere to repent and to believe. Jesus Christ has suffered for all time a single sacrifice for sins. Now the command for sinners is to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin. Believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall be saved. Come to Him by faith. And so He says... And so that's the gospel. He said, I'd have you know, brethren, I'm not, I'm not here preaching a gospel that's according to man. I'm not preaching a man-made gospel that says you can do something to earn your way to heaven. There's many, many man-made gospels in our day. The biggest one in our land, the biggest one in our world is Roman Catholicism. But yeah, they'll say, yeah, Jesus died on the cross. You believe in that. But they add... And a complete system of works to it. Whether it's praying to Mary, whether it's praying the rosary, whether it's penance, whether it's you got to be baptized, on and on and on and on, just these works that they add. And you never know. You never know if you're right with God because you're trusting in a system. You're trusting in a man-made religion. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon Church is another man-made religion. Jehovah's Witnesses, another man-made religion. What do all these have in common? They all teach that a man is justified by works, by something you do. And Paul says these Gospels are according to man. He says, my Gospel is not according to man, but is according to Christ Jesus. That's where he got it. He said that the Gospel of Jesus Christ, folks, is first preached in the Garden of Eden. In, in Genesis chapter 3, it prophesies of this Messiah that's going to come and it's going to crush the enemy's head, going to crush the serpent's head through His death and burial and resurrection from the dead. He is our only hope. The book of 1 Peter calls Christ Jesus who was raised from the dead our living hope. Folks, the message of salvation by works is not good news. 
If you're in a system that teaches you you are saved by your works, that's not good news. What are you going to have to do to wash away your sin? The Bible says we are saved apart from works according to His grace through faith alone so that we have no reason to boast. We have no room to boast. You see, the issue is we are dead in our sins. We are dead spiritually. We need to be raised from the dead. There's nothing we can do to raise ourselves from the dead. But we must trust in the mercy of God that Paul talks about in Ephesians 2. That mercy of God, according to His mercy, He gave us life. He raised us from the dead. It's only by the mercy of God. It's not according to works. You see, it's not according to works that we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy through the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Knowing that a man is not justified by works, but through faith alone in Christ Jesus alone. For by grace we have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. He saved us and called us to a holy calling. Not because of our works, but because of His own purpose and grace, which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. This salvation was promised before the ages began between the Godhead. The cross was preordained before the foundation of the world that Christ would come to this world, that He would be born through a virgin's womb. He would be conceived in a virgin's womb, born of a virgin, fully God and fully man. That He would live a sinless, perfect life in the place of His people. In the place of all of those who would humble themselves. Who would humble themselves, who would repent and who would believe. Jesus Christ paid our sin debt in full. God the Father poured out His anger and His wrath upon Christ upon the cross. The Bible says He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His stripes we are healed. He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. The righteous for the unrighteous. The just for the unjust. You see, He was righteous. Christ was righteous. Christ was just. He died for the unjust. He died for the ungodly. So that we could be reconciled to God. So that we could find peace with God. There's nothing we can do to add to this salvation. The Bible says if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died in vain. If you could be right with God by keeping some system of works, then the Son of God came to this earth and suffered at the hands of sinful men and was nailed to a cross and suffered the wrath of God for no purpose. That's foolishness. No, Jesus Christ, the Bible says, for our sake, for our sake He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. You can be made right with God today through what Jesus Christ has done. Jesus Christ paid your sin debt in full if you will come to Him, if you will trust in Him, if you will be willing, if you will be willing to repent and to believe. You're back around, huh? Back around. If you'd be willing to repent and to believe and to humble yourself and to bow your knee to Jesus Christ, you can be reconciled to God. 
Why would the Bible tell us that we need to be reconciled to God if we don't need to be? What does it mean to be reconciled? It means to be brought into a right relationship with somebody. Two opposing parties are brought into a right relationship. They're reconciled. The Bible says you and I need to be reconciled to God because we are separated from God. We are enemies of God. How can an enemy of God earn his way to heaven? How can an enemy of God who is dead in their sin, separated from God, dead spiritually, how can they do enough good works to enter heaven? They can't. You must be born again. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hey guys, i got a couple waters left. First come, first serve. There's two, two waters left, free of charge. Bibles are free of charge. So if you guys need a water, come get your water, okay? I think there's only a couple left. But the Bibles are free, the DVDs are free, everything's free. Got a little bit of clothing items down here. Anything down here is free. But folks, understand this. Let this be a picture that the gospel of Jesus Christ, our salvation, is free of charge. It's free. It's been paid for. Jesus Christ paid our debt in full upon the cross. When He had made purification for sins, the Bible says He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Why did He sit down? Because it is finished. The debt has been paid in full. He cried out upon the cross to Telestai. It has been accomplished. It has been accomplished. Now God calls you to trust in His Son. If you're trusting in a false system of salvation, then God is calling you to repent, to turn from that false religion and to turn to His Son where your sin debt was paid in full. Paid in full. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you come to the Father through Christ? Thank you, Jack. Have you come through Christ? Not have you come through your church. Not have you come through, not have you come through um, a priest or some religion, but have you come to Jesus Christ who is our High Priest? Jesus Christ is our High Priest. He is our one and only Mediator. There is only one mediator between God and men, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. He is the only one who can stand between a holy God and sinful man and reconcile the two. Being fully God, He could bear the wrath of His Father upon the cross. He could bear it in full. He demonstrated that He was God by raising from the dead. By being identified with man, he was fully man. He lived a life that you and I cannot live. Was tempted in all points. Just think about that, guys. Jesus Christ was tempted in all points like you and I and was without sin. He was without sin. But He was truly man. And so He can identify with us. The Bible says in Hebrews 7 that He is able to save completely. He is able to save forever those who draw near to God through Him. Because He always lives to make intercession for them. 
When you come to Christ, you are secure in Christ. Jesus said about His sheep, nobody can snatch my sheep out of my hand. Listen to this. Listen to this promise. 1 Peter chapter 1. This is talking about our salvation in Christ. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again. God is the one that causes us to be born again. It says, To a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are protected by the power of God. For those of you out here who are in Jesus Christ, I know my friends right here were in Christ. Anybody else out here, if you know Jesus Christ, then know this, that your inheritance, which is your salvation, it is protected by the power of God. And that word protected, it's a military term. It can mean prevent some from prevent from outside danger and prevent one from escaping. You cannot escape the hand of Almighty God if you're His, even if you try. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow after me. I lay down my life for my sheep. And he says, nobody can snatch my sheep out of my hands. And nobody can snatch my sheep out of my Father's hands. Folks, that's the only security found in this life. That's the only security found in the universe. That's the only security found in this life or the next. It's to be found in Christ. Do you know Him? Do you know Jesus Christ? Some of you guys have heard this message a hundred times down here, just for me being down here, do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know Him? See, when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, He says in His Word in John chapter 12, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to it so I don't misquote it. He says this, He rejects me, and does not receive my sayings or my words, has one who judges him. The word, the word I spoke is what will judge him on the last day. You know what that means when you hear the word of God? That's going to be your judge on that last day. You're going to be held accountable for your sin. You're going to be judged according to your sin. But folks, you're also going to be judged by the truth that you have heard time and time again. The amount of truth you hear will go into the severity of your judgment. When you hear the Word of God preach, when you hear the Gospel of Jesus Christ preach, and you continue to reject it, that very Word that you hear will come against you on that day and be your judge. That's a scary thought. That's why the writer of Hebrews says, Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. Do not harden your hearts. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. It has been appointed for a man to die once and after that the judgment. Do you realize that? Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. The worst thing you can do is hear the Gospel of Jesus Christ 
and walk away unaffected because what will happen, your heart will harden. Your heart will harden. And God may take His hand off of you where you'll never even be able to hear His Word again. You may hear it with your ears, but you won't hear it with your mind and your heart. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. You've heard the voice of the Son of God today. You've heard the voice of the Son of God saying, Come to Me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The One who suffered upon that cross, the One who rose again, the One who defeated death, the One who sits at God's right hand, the One who is coming back to judge the living and the dead, He is saying, Come to Me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Do you realize, folks, that your every heartbeat is in God's hands? It's by the grace of God that you're alive today. The heart that is, the blood that is pumping through your heart today is by God's grace. And one day He's gonna, one day He's gonna say it's time, and your life on this earth is gonna be over. Your life, in comparison to eternity, folks, it's a dot. It's a dot on a never-ending line. That's our life. It says our life is like a vapor. What is your life? It is like a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes. That's why it says today is the day of salvation. That's why it says, Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man His thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that He may have compassion on him and to our God for He will abundantly pardon. God is a pardoning God. He is a compassionate God. If you come to Him, if you forsake your sin, if you turn to His Son, Jesus Christ, God can give you eternal life. Again, some of you have heard this message time and time again. Your time is running out. Life is like a gift. Man is like a shadow. You realize that? Man is like a, is like a breath. His days are like a passing shadow that you see on the sidewalk. Look at your shadow on the sidewalk, folks. Look at your shadow. That's what God says our lifespan is like. It's like a shadow that passes by. It's like, a, it's like your breath on a cool morning. It's like the steam coming off of a hot cup of coffee. That is our life. And then you will stand before God and give an account of your life. It has been appointed for a man once to die and after that the judgment. There's only one way you can escape the wrath of God. How shall we escape, the Bible says, if we neglect such a great salvation? Such a great salvation that God has provided in His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He has provided a substitutionary death upon the tree. He has provided perfect righteousness. A perfect righteousness that can be credited to your account through faith in His Son. Victory over death held in the grave through His resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. How will you escape the wrath and the anger of God for your sin if you neglect the gospel of Jesus Christ? Such a great salvation. Your day is coming, folks. Death is coming. Death is approaching. Death is drawing near. You're one day closer than yesterday. What will you do with the person of Jesus Christ? What will you do with the One 
who knows your heart, who knows your thought life, who created you in your mother's room. And it was the same one who came and lived a substitutionary life, a perfect life in the place of his people without sin, a substitutionary death, taking our punishment upon himself and rising from the grave. The same one commands you to repent and to believe. What will you do with him? That's the question 